Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place. Like Texas, you've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome back. It has been a long time with no podcast episodes and really no explanation as to why. So I know I have a lot of explaining to do. I have a lot of elephants in the room that I need to address (laughs) and just a whole lot of catching up to do with you guys. But before we get started... I'm Sof Mosca. I am the host of this podcast. You guys can find me on my other social medias at Sof Mosca pretty much across the board. And I will also have more details about that at the end of the episode. So if you guys finish through the episode and you want to follow me, I will have everything again for you guys there. I'll tell you all my socials again. Um, but <laughs> so let me explain. So as you guys know, I started this podcast almost exactly a year ago. Um, I started it right at the beginning of 2021. And if you guys have ever listened to an episode before, I'm sure you can tell that we've had a name change. So this podcast is now called Happy Human Club. Ah! I'm very excited about this name change. I, so this was, I can't say like too, too much, but um, I had to change my podcast name. And I at first was really upset and kind of just like discouraged and sort of like, well, I built my podcast brand off of this name. Like, what am I going to do from here? And then I sort of took it as an opportunity to rebrand and to grow and to take my podcast to the next level and to also sort of just like mature it because over the last year I've done an overwhelming amount of maturing and growing up and self-exploration and just just improving as a human being um and so I just felt like this name change actually was a blessing in disguise and I didn't know how badly it would benefit me but or how greatly it benefit me I should say 
but it definitely did. Like, I am so happy about this name change, and I'm so excited to keep this podcast moving, bring it back to life. And I also just want to mention really quickly that um, there will also be a rebrand happening with Sunshark, which is my clothing brand, if you guys don't know, which, by the way, we still have some stuff on the website for sale so definitely go and check that out if you haven't gotten anything yet um but sunshark will no longer be called sunshark pretty soon pretty much right at the start of the new year everything's going to be making a shift and i guess i'll just tell you guys because i feel like my podcast listeners are very much like my tight-knit followers like i have tiktok which is very broad a lot of people follow me on tiktok and then instagram you know I have a lot of followers, people who don't really know who I am necessarily. And then YouTube's pretty tight-knit. Like, you guys know me if you watch my YouTube. And then my podcast is, like, a step further. You guys know me, like, better than anyone else, I feel like. And so I'll just reward you guys for listening by letting you know that, I mean, it's not 100% because it can't be yet, but I'm pretty sure that Sunshark will also be called Happy Human Club. So we will have this big just brand happy human club and it'll be my podcast it's my clothing company it's everything it'll all mesh into one big collective brand and I'm super duper excited to tie everything together I think when I first well I guess not even just with this podcast but at the beginning of last year I really bit off a lot more than I could chew (laughs) I was still super new to everything social media I had just started making a living off of it and I added in my podcast and I added in my clothing brand which I didn't want to just do a merch line where someone else does all the work for me. Like I wanted to be as hands-on as I possibly could for as long as I possibly could. And I didn't know how much work it would entail. (laughs) But it ended up being so much more work than I could have ever imagined. But also it was all so worth it. And everything was just such a learning experience. And although it wasn't all highs, there was a lot of low lows. Um... I'm glad everything went how it went and I think everything happens for a reason and I know I'm being pretty vague but just overall I'm really excited to bring this podcast back to life to rebrand to get a new start um I've also talked about this briefly in my vlogs but at the beginning of the new year I will be working with a new management team which I'm excited about because new management team, new beginnings, new people, new opportunities, new experiences, just change. And I'm just really looking forward to the change. Change is really scary for me. And this is sort of something that I'm actually going to be talking about in this podcast. But it is so crucial to personal growth and success. And just branching out is like one of the best things you can do for yourself. And we'll get there in this episode. But yeah, I felt like it was important that I sort of like just preface everything because I'm just like coming to you guys here with a new podcast name and like everything is just like a little bit different and the general idea of this podcast will still very much be the same I think it's just changed a little you know it's still me but it's grown and it's it reflects me me now rather than me a year ago when I first started this podcast which I'm really excited about so That's my little like opening spiel. (laughs) I hope you guys didn't find that too boring. Um, I also real quick before I like jump into the episode, I want to thank you guys because I just realized um, my you guys have Happy Human Club ranked at five stars on Spotify, 
which is amazing. I love you guys so much for that. That's incredible. I didn't even know you could like rate <laughs> um, shows, but if you guys haven't already rated um, Happy Human Club, make sure you go and rate it. I would really, really appreciate that because I, I would assume that helps us grow. I don't really know. To be honest, guys, I don't really know much about podcasts. I just kind of like sneak by. Oh, that reminds me. Then I'll get into the episode. I won't bore you guys for much longer. But I got a new podcast mic. Yay. If you guys have been listening forever, it was rough <laughs> at first. I got like a very cheap recorder and I didn't know how to use it at first. So the, the audio used to be horrible. Then I figured it out a little bit more, but it was never great. So hopefully this is a little bit better. But it is, I'm, I know that I'm still a little bit loud. I have to figure that out. Um, but this mic I got is the Blue Yeti, which I know like everyone has and that it's like really reputable and people really love it. So I am excited to have this because I think the audio is going to be a good change for you guys. I think you guys are going to really appreciate the audio. But with all that being said, I want to go into today's episode, which I, I've seen things similar to this, but not quite exactly the same. So what I'm going to talk to you guys about today is 21 things I learned in 2021. So I've seen a lot of people do like 21 things I learned at 21 or like 22 things I learned at 22, things like that. But today I'm going to be doing 21 things I learned in 2021. So basically I just have a list of 21 things that like life lessons that I learned this year that I want to share with you guys and have you guys sort of have in the back of your mind as you go into the new year and you experience new people and experiences and just new life and I hope you guys will benefit from this or feel inspired or maybe feel understood whatever it may be um I really hope that you guys benefit from this little list I put together I also really quickly want to do a little trigger warning um I am going to briefly touch upon the topics of um, food and eating and I won't go too too much in depth because I do plan on talking about food and my past relationship with food and things like that in a future episode because I do finally feel like I'm ready to talk about that Um, but I just want to put this little disclaimer out there that I will be briefly talking about foods in general so if that's triggering to you and it's not going to benefit you your healing your life anything like that just um maybe when I get to that part skip ahead or maybe skip this episode but it really will be quick it's just one one lesson that I learned um and there's 20 others for you to listen to if you don't want to listen to that one so now that all that is said I say that we just hop into the list what do you guys think I mean you can't answer but (laughs) okay so The very first thing that I learned in 2021 is to-do lists are for guidance. They are not guidelines. So let me explain. I am somebody who really enjoys to-do lists. I love agenda books. I love calendars. I love to-do lists. I love all of it. I love seeing my day lined out. I mean, like, just written right down for me, you know? Like, step by step, this is what I got to do today. But the thing that I learned is to-do lists are not meant to stress you out. They are not your rubric for your day. 
They're just your guidelines. So it's more of like a suggested day, suggested tasks. So for example, if you have laundry, mm, homework, and running to get new shampoo, those are suggestions. And so if you get caught up doing homework, you shouldn't be stressing yourself out that you didn't get a chance to go get new shampoo. Because that was just a suggestion for the day. And tomorrow's a new day. And the next day is a new day. And the next day is a new day. And at some point, everything's going to get done. And if it's not getting done, then, you know, that's a different story for a different day, a different lesson to learn. But from my experience this year, I found that I was just becoming so overwhelmed by my own to-do lists. And mind you, I'm writing these myself. Like, I am writing down what I need to do. Sometimes other people were like, hey, you need to do this today, you need to do that today, you know, because of work or maybe I had like a a due date for a homework assignment or something like that. But mostly like I was was making my to-do lists, especially like the fillers. Like, okay, yes, I have to do homework and I have to make this one video for a brand, but I don't – like all these little chores I have in between are not necessities. And – but I was looking at them as necessities and they were stressing me out and they were just – bringing my mood down and making me dread every day. Like every day just felt like so much. And it wasn't that I had an absurd amount on my plate. Yes, sure, some days were busier than others, but it wasn't like I was so insanely busy. I just was overwhelming myself with this to-do list because I was not making them for guidance. I was making them for guidelines. Like my to-do list was what I absolutely 100% had to do today and that was the bottom line. And what I learned was that is not true at all. They are to help you, not to hurt you. They are to ease your day, not to make your day harder. And it's so easy to look at a to-do list and get stressed out by it. Or even when you're making a to-do list to make them way too packed and way too overwhelming that it's just not physically possible to fit everything in one day. It is so easy to do that. And so if you are someone like me that tends to sort of either stress out about about a to-do list or sort of overfill your to-do list, just remember your to-do lists are there to guide you through your day, to help you through your day, to suggest things that could possibly get done. They're not like the end-all be-all definition of your day. Do you know what I mean? I think I explained that well, but <laughs> that is the first lesson that I learned in 2021. So, Moving on to number two, this lesson is nobody actually knows what they're talking about. (laughs) And it sounds kind of silly, like, yeah, there's experts and there's, you know, there's people with doctorates and masters and things like that, like degrees, you know, that kind of prove that they know what they're talking about, but kind of. I learned this year, especially, I mean, I've kind of like started to pick up on this as I've grown up, but specifically this year, I realized like no one, no one knows what they're talking about. Like everyone, if they're like, oh, you need to do this, do that, or this is how you're successful, or this is how you can make money, or this is the degree you need to be successful, or this is the car that's going to drive best, or this is the, uh, this is the interest percentage that is good or is low enough. And blah 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 oh my god it's like makes me want to vomit literally no one knows what they're talking about any advice that anyone ever gives you 
is an opinion or something they learned from somebody else. Even if they think it's a fact, chances are it's not and it's very much just a reflection of how they view the world, how they view themselves, how they view money, how they view like experiences and work or friendships, whatever it is. It is so rare that anyone actually knows what they are talking about. Especially in today's world where there's so much going on, where so many people have so many different opinions. Like, no matter who you talk to, you're going to get a different perspective. And that sort of just proves, like, everyone is talking from what they know from their life and their past experiences and their beliefs. But no one, like, there is... It's very rare for there to be a solid 100% sure answer for a lot of things in life. And I'm not talking about like like illness. If you go to the doctors and you have like an illness and you're like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. You know, no, like chances are they probably know for 100% sure like you have this one illness or whatever it is. I'm not talking like that. I'm more talking just day to day. Car salesmen, friends, boyfriend, girlfriends, parents managers, co-workers, none of them. None of them know what they're talking about for real. And even if they think they do, you are totally allowed to have your own beliefs and thoughts and you can decide whether you want to believe what they're saying because <laughs> is this making sense? Like nobody really knows what the heck they're talking about. Like at the end of the day they probably they probably heard what they're telling you like through Google or social media or through word of mouth or from their mom or whatever it is and there's no real fact or 100% sure truth behind what they're saying if that makes any sense I think I explained that good I don't know these are hard to explain they're more just like they were like internal lessons I learned so to explain them I'm like trying to make it so that everybody sort of like knows what I'm talking about but I'm like feeling like this is not making sense but hopefully it is (laughs) okay the third lesson that I learned is the only person you can 100% rely on is yourself that one is pretty self-explanatory um but I definitely learned this one the hard way this year even if you think somebody is there for you or that you can lean on somebody or you can trust that somebody's going to be there for you or help you or whatever You can never guarantee that. And it sounds harsh. Like you want to believe that all these amazing people in your life are 100% going to be there no matter what. No matter what the situation, no matter what time of day, no matter what. But that is never guaranteed. Ever. Whether it's because they choose not to or because they are unable to or they're for whatever reason. You can never 100% rely on anybody else besides yourself. It is up to you to find your own happiness. It is up to you to do everything you need to do to take care of yourself. It is up to you to make sure you are investing your time in the right people. All of it is up to you. All of it. And it sounds really harsh and I learned it the hard way, but it is so true. Even if you think somebody has your back, you never know. And so your best bet is to just rely on yourself. And it sounds too simple to be true, but I mean, all you got to do is rely on yourself. And so it is kind of that simple, but I know it's tricky to do because relying on others is easier a lot of the time. And relying on yourself is a lot more of a daunting task 
because you're responsible for a lot more things that way. Your happiness, your life, just everything sort of falls into your hands and a lot of us just don't want that responsibility or we don't want to know that reality, but it's true. You can only ever rely on yourself and from the second that you're born to the second that you die, you always have yourself and that is your only for sure constant throughout your whole life. So learn that one the hard way, but I think you guys will benefit from hearing that one as well. So number four is it's never too young to start your Roth IRA or to start investing. So this one's different. I don't really normally talk about money much, um, but I'm going to for this episode because I, if I'm being honest with you guys, have a huge fear of money, okay? Like bad. I'm getting better, but I grew up sort of absorbing the mindset that money equals unhappiness or should I say like lack of money equals unhappiness or money coincides with being unhappy sort of. So as I got older and started my career and started making my own living, I it was so weird because it made me anxious to have money. It made me anxious to make money. It made me anxious to spend money. It made me anxious to invest money. It made me anxious to save money. Everything. Money. The idea of money terrified me. I wanted it, but I didn't want it because having it meant that I was unhappy and nervous because I had it, but then spending it made me nervous, but then saving it made me nervous, blah, blah, blah. It's like a never-ending cycle of anxiousness. And it was miserable. And I was so afraid to invest in stocks and to start my Roth IRA. And I was terrified because to me, like I needed to keep it all. Like I needed to have it all right there in my savings so that I knew exactly how much I had and nothing can happen to it. And that I learned this year is not in my best interest long term. And I don't know really what I'm talking about. I do have a financial advisor and so a lot of that is sort of like in their hands. But what I do know is that starting a Roth IRA young is without a doubt setting yourself up for mm, comfort later in life. So depending on, you know, what you add to it yearly or just depending on a lot of different things, when you go later in life and obtain your Roth IRA funds, you have set yourself up. So your decision you made at 20-something to start this Roth IRA is going to benefit you later in life when you are retiring and when you're older and when you don't want to be working full-time anymore. And it's scary to start because you no longer see that money in your savings. It's in a different place and it feels uncertain. And so does investing. It's very uncertain. But I think if you are able to just, no matter, like, Whatever it is, whatever you are able to invest or put away outside of something that's very stationary. And so basically what I'm saying is like if you can take whatever you can take and put it into something that will kind of grow on its own, that is one of the best things you can do for your future self. And you like as a 20-something year old, this is when you do it. Like you are never too young to start it. And I do really suggest getting any sort of help you can, whether it's a friend or a family friend or a parent or a financial advisor, whoever, anybody that you trust, just 
get some help if you don't understand it on your own and start the Roth IRA, start investing, start thinking about your future because it's so tempting when you start making your big girl money, your big boy money, when you start making that money to sort of either spend it all or to just sort of protect it in your little savings account but neither of those are good long-term options, sustainable long-term options and you will be thanking your 20-something-year-old self in however many years if you start now. Again, not an expert in the slightest. Um, I really have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm still very much learning, but I think you guys will benefit from hearing that. And maybe this will at least start the conversation in your in your mind, start the thought process in your mind like, okay, is this something I want to do in this upcoming year? Whatever. Just a suggestion and something that I learned this year. So number five, here's the trigger warning again. I'm going to talk about the general topic of foods so go ahead and skip ahead a few minutes if this is not beneficial to you and your journey and your um, healing whatever it is so this lesson I didn't start learning this year um, I would say like the past couple of years I've been working on learning this but this year I am 100% sure that I now truly believe in this lesson and I live by this lesson Um, And it is that there is no such thing as, quote, good or, quote, bad foods. So within the health world, within social media, just in life, we have the tendency to label foods as good foods or bad foods. And something I learned is no foods are inherently good or bad because that is so, first of all, subjective and second of all relative because what's good for me might not be good for you and what's bad for you might not be bad for me and are we talking bad for our physical health are we talking bad for our mental health what are we talking about here because there are some foods that lack nutritional value but bring you a lot of happiness and I learned that those are just as amazing to consume as foods that are high in nutritional value because no matter what type of value they are bringing to your life they are bringing value and that's sort of where I'm going to leave that because I don't want to go in depth about this I really want to think about my words if I'm going to talk any further about this which is why I want to do like a whole other episode on it because it is really easy to accidentally say something um that sort of has a annotation of health food trends or like the health industry myths it's like it accidentally slips into your sentence or your your um your thought process you know what I mean so I don't I'm gonna stop there because I want to know for sure like that what I'm saying is not carrying some sort of like health food opinion or anything like that um or like health world opinion but I think I explained that well and so I really hope you guys start thinking about that and um, yeah, I definitely want to do a whole episode on that but that will be for a future day but there is no such thing as good or bad foods. They are just food. Food is food, food is fuel and that's the bottom line. So the sixth lesson that I learned is you have full control over who you keep around in your life. So this one 
seems a lot easier than it actually is, honestly. Um, but you do. You have full control over who you keep around in your life. So if you have a parent in your life that is really dragging you down, you have the choice whether or not you want to keep them in your life. It seems like you don't a lot of the time, but you do. And the thing about parents is, and the reason I'm bringing up parents is because I think this is what a lot of people, especially um, in the age range of my audience, which is like 18 to 24, a lot of you are sort of dealing with a lot of family situations or parent situations. So I think this will be really easy for you guys to relate to. Um, Parents have no choice. They need to love you unconditionally. But you, as their child, you get to choose. So they are stuck. They have to love you. And of course, some parents don't, but that's another story. But your parents have to love you. That is their duty as your parent. You do not owe your parents anything. You get to choose whether they are positive or negative people in your life. You get to choose your boundaries with them. You get to choose whether or not you want them in your life. And that is the bottom line. And this goes for friends, coworkers, your boss, relationships, whatever it is, you get to decide. Even if a, a party of people or a person makes it seem like there's no other option, you are stuck with them, they are the best option for you, whatever it is, however they're guilting you, however they're making you feel, that does not matter. Because no matter how much someone tries to keep them keep themselves in your life you still have full control over whether or not they're in your life and yes this gets tricky if you're younger and you're still living under your parents roof it's hard you know when you're 16 you can't really be like sorry mom bye no like that's not realistic but it's it more comes with age and with maturity you get to decide you know who you want around in your life and that's that All right, number seven is envy brings out the worst in people. I have not only experienced this, but also witnessed it firsthand. I think envy is a really easy emotion for us human beings to feel, sort of like anger. It's sort of that like forefront emotion. If you are jealous of someone or if you want to be someone or if you wish you had the life of someone else, or if you feel like you have bad luck and other people around you have really great luck, envy is such an easy emotion to feel. And I think all of us have felt envy at one point in our life, at some point or another, for some person. Envy is a really easy feeling because it's sort of surface level. Envy, it's it's a gross feeling. It's green, it's ugly, it's dirty feeling it's not a good emotion and those ones are the easiest for us to feel and I learned through me being envious of others and also of others being envious of me that it brings out the worst in you being jealous of someone is okay but being envious is not Being jealous is natural. Sure, envious is too. Being envious is absolutely natural. But it's okay to be jealous of what someone else has. But if you are envious, if you are negatively jealous, if that makes sense, 
that is not okay because what you are doing is you are by sort of looking at their success as a negative bringing negatives onto yourself and this is sort of like manifestation and maybe I'll do a whole other episode on this and I am going to touch upon this later in the episode as well but when you are envious like that is a negative emotion so all it's doing is bringing you down You being envious of someone else's success is not going to make them less successful, but it is going to make you less successful because instead of spending your time and your energy and your thoughts on your success and your happiness and doing what makes you happy and doing what you want and what you need, you're focusing on what other people have, what other people want, what other people need, and that's envy. And that brings out worse than you because you're going to be miserable you're wishing bad things upon yourself you're manifesting bad things into your life and you won't be fun to be around people aren't going to want to be around you people aren't going to want to be your friends people aren't going to look up to you if you are looking down on everyone else and that's that and I really feel strongly about that one if you can't tell (laughs) okay Number eight is, it's better to have two great friends than a million average friends. This one, I feel like everyone hears, and I've definitely had this in my mind a lot throughout my life, but I think I really discovered this this year because um, I, you know, as someone that does have followers on social media, it would be really, really easy for me to like find a billion people to be averagely friends with but that to me is worth nothing in comparison to having your solid group of friends or your solid friend like I have three great friends those are Lauren who is my forever best friend I've been friends with her since sixth or seventh grade And I have two new friends who have become really great friends in my life, Maddie and Brie. And I met them technically through social media, but we live nearby each other. So I sort of learned through, you know, having Lauren as a friend for so long and making these two new friends this year, what it feels like to have great friends. Because all three of those people, and they lift me up. They are encouraging, they are there in times of need, they are fun, they make me laugh, they take my mind off of shitty things that are happening in my life, and they are just positive people in my life that are rooting for me and supporting me no matter what, but also being there to be honest with me and to talk me down from things that I need to be talked down from and things like that and being just all around honest. That's also important, but... I've had friends, you know, like I've had a bunch of friends at at different points in my life and it's sort of empty feeling, like unfulfilling maybe because you can have all these friends that don't meet your emotional and intellectual and physical needs, you know, but having that one or two or three or whatever little amount or maybe it's big for you, but whatever, having that solid great friend support system to have is so incredibly rewarding and so important for your mental health your well-being your what's the word I'm looking for 
your sense of self, your sense of belonging, all of that relates to having those great friends. And I know that having friends, finding friends, keeping friends can be so difficult. I know because I've been there, but eventually it will come to you. They will come to you. He, she, they will come to you. And it'll be so worth whatever weight you had to wait, whatever you had to go through to find these friends because nothing beats having some great friends. And I love my friends so much and I'm so grateful for them. And yeah, that was definitely, that was a fun lesson to learn this year, I think. All right, so number nine is the best things in life are outside your comfort zone. Again, this one's like a little bit cliche, but it is so true. The most incredible things are outside of your comfort zone. I'm going to use like a pretty basic thing as my explanation for this, but skydiving, okay? This past spring, I guess summer, I went skydiving for the first time. And that has been something on my bucket list forever, but obviously it scared the crap out of me. Like, duh. Anyone who's not even a little bit afraid of jumping out of a plane, like, I need to have a chat with you because, like, what's going on inside your brain? Like, honestly, who isn't afraid? Even if you're, like, a professional, like, you get a little bit nervous. Like, come on now. Or you've accepted that, like, you've accepted the possibilities the negative possibilities the fatal possibilities and maybe you're just not phased I don't know but personally I was scared and I was really excited because I'm someone who tends to with things like that my brain sort of always like directs my anxiousness and fear to like excitement so for example like when I would present at school or whatever or when I would be dancing on a stage at a competition whatever I often felt excitement rather than like fear. I don't know why I just sort of, that's just sort of like whenever I'm feeling an extreme anxiousness, a lot of times it presents itself as excitement with a little bit of fear, but mostly excitement. Um, I think it's because I like the adrenaline. I'm sort of like, I'm someone who enjoys the feeling of adrenaline. So when I was, you know, the day of the skydiving, I was excited of course I was nervous but I was really really excited it was something I always wanted to do and I was just kind of confident that like nothing would go wrong of course things can go wrong but I just wasn't thinking like that and so it wasn't even in my in my frame of mind like obviously nothing bad would happen that's like how I was thinking so I was just mostly excited and um but like jumping out of a plane is within very few people's comfort zone you know what I'm saying so you get up there right And it's crazy because you think you know what skydiving is going to be like, but it's, you can't, (laughs) I'm trying to explain this. Okay, you, you literally, if you have never skydived, you have no idea what skydiving is like because it's a sensation that you do not feel on the ground. And so it's sort of like you jump out of the plane and you are no longer in the same reality as you have been your whole life because you are now feeling a sensation that has not existed yet in your life and it sort of makes you feel well a lot of different things for me it was sort of like I now know this feeling this sensation that I had no idea even existed before I jumped out of this plane 
And it sort of made me think, what else am I unable to feel or see or sense because I'm holding myself back or because I'm staying in the comfort zone that I have created for myself? What else am I not experiencing? What other feelings have I not felt? What other sensations have I not felt because I'm sticking within my comfort zone? And that just applies to all aspects of life, you know? So I sort of took that frame of mind and that thought process and just brought it with me throughout the rest of the year. And I think I'm seeing that come true in so many different other aspects of my life, like with the management switch that I'm doing at the beginning of the year in a couple days. It's so far out of my comfort zone, you know? I am familiar with my current management team. It's all I've ever known. And it's comfortable, you know? Like I know how it works. I know the ins and outs. And I know the goods. I know the bads. I know. I know how it's going to be. I know how every day is going to be. I know how everyone reacts to different things. I just know how it works. I know the ins and outs. And finding a new management team, I have no idea. I have no idea how they run their days. I have no idea how the people work. I have no idea about so many different things. And it is scary. But I can't possibly know better, no different sensations, no different feelings, without stepping out of my comfort zone and making the management switch that I feel like I need to make. That's just a small example But that applies to so many different things in life. If you stick within your comfort zone, you have no idea if you are missing out on a whole new world of possibilities, of experiences, of people, of feelings, everything. If you do not step outside that comfort zone, you could be missing out on an entirely different life that you can have if you step out of your comfort zone. Get it? Got it. (laughs) Okay, number 10. We're like, this is a long episode. Okay, number 10. There is such thing as being too organized. So this sort of goes with the first um, lesson about how like to-do lists are guidance, not guidelines. Like there is absolutely such thing as being too organized. If you are like like driving yourself crazy, making yourself unhappy, stressing yourself out, making yourself anxious – just to be organized, where is the fun, you know? Like if your day is so planned out to the minute, to the second that you can't fit in laughter, you can't fit in joking around with your significant other, you can't fit in texting a friend back, then you are not living your best life. You are too organized. You need some room in your day, some room in your life to be unorganized, to be spontaneous, to... Go outside your comfort zone. Like you need that. You need to get away from the organization and the to-do list sometimes because you will become a robot. And I'm telling you from firsthand experience, you will turn yourself into a robot and you have the on button. The on and off button is in your hands and you are the one that is keeping it up, making yourself a robot, never turning yourself off, never making time to be happy. That's on you because you're being too organized and you're not giving yourself enough leeway. You're not giving yourself enough slack. It is okay to sit around and do nothing sometimes. It is okay to spend a whole day in bed. It is okay to spend the whole day cooking a new recipe. It is okay to spend the whole day talking to your friend on FaceTime. It is okay to spend a whole day with a person you love. It is okay because there is such thing as being too 
dang organized. And I feel so strongly about that because I, I will run myself dry with the freaking to-do lists, the organization, the gotta do this, the gotta do that, the trying to impress other people, the trying to make everyone else happy besides myself, all of that. It is not okay. And you need to put your foot down and rip up that to-do list some days and just live your life. Live your life. Please and thank you. Okay. <laughs> Number 11 is sometimes you don't... Oh, wait. Let me... Let me. I have to read this one with passion, so let me restart. Sometimes if you don't have anything nice to say, you should still say it. Now, let me explain this one. I'm not telling you guys to go around and be mean to everybody. But what I will say is sometimes enough is enough. And if you are being mistreated or if you are being verbally, emotionally, mentally, physically abused by somebody, if you are being manipulated by somebody, if you are being gaslit by somebody, if you are being bullied by somebody, sometimes it's okay to say the gross, mean, ugly things that are in your, in your mind. Because... They need to go somewhere. And if you are feeling these intense emotions, this anger, this frustration, whatever it is, you need to stick up for yourself once in a while. No, there's not, it's not always okay. You know, there's a time and a place, but at some point, enough is enough. And sometimes writing in your journal won't do it. Sometimes talking to your therapist won't do it. Sometimes crying in the shower won't do it. Sometimes... You just got to say it to the person's face. You got to tell them how you feel. And again, I'm not saying like if this is completely unwarranted, like let's definitely not go bully people, right? But if somebody is making your life miserable and constantly bringing you down and tearing you down and, and destroying your mind, making you feel crazy, tell them. Tell them how you feel. Stick up for yourself. I know that everyone always tells everyone, be nice. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And yes, be nice to people, treat people with kindness, be understanding, but also you are a human being and there is absolutely nothing wrong with sticking up for yourself. Try to do it in a way that isn't directly formatted to hurt the other person, you know, but say what you need to say, say what you feel if you feel like it's warranted and does that mean that the other person won't give it right back to you? No, they probably will uh, or worse. And maybe you will get yourself into some situations you wouldn't have otherwise been in if you didn't say what you had to say. But you know what? You were feeling something so intense that it was making you want to explode and you couldn't hold it in anymore and that's okay. And yeah, so bottom line is sometimes if you don't have anything nice to say, sometimes it's okay to still say it. Not often, but once in a blue moon, okay? Again, I'm not encouraging you to go and bully people or be mean to people outright, but there's a time and a place. And I think if you sort of know what I'm talking about, you know, the girls that get it, get it. The girls that don't, don't. You know what I mean? But let me, let me say this one more time so that I'm being clear. I'm not encouraging bullying but I am encouraging sticking up for yourself. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Number 12, 
there is nothing wrong with asking for clarification or an explanation. So I think I learned this this year because of the financially independent things that I did this year. So for example, starting a Roth IRA, investing, buying my first or buying a car on my own, um, things like that. A lot of times people will, you know, talk to you in their big boy girl voices and you have no idea what they're talking about. And if you ask for clarification or ask for an explanation, a lot of times they'll sort of like roll their eyes at you, like especially if you're young and they just sort of like, you know, scoff at you or purpose. It's almost like they purposely talk in big words that you won't understand for whatever reason. Like it's it's just, it's a weird power thing. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but it's okay to ask an explanation. Like, for example, my financial advisor, sometimes I have no idea what the hell he's saying and he's super nice. Like he's the best ever. So he's not being mean to me. Don't worry. But um, sometimes I have to have him explain something like literally 15 times in 15 different ways because I'm just not understanding and that is okay. You know, like especially profe- like people in professional worlds like financing or if you're buying a car or whatever, it's their job for you to understand it. You know, like th- they are responsible for explaining it to you. And a lot of times you guys, if people are getting frustrated with having to explain something to you, it's for one of two reasons. One, they don't understand it themselves, so they can't they can't rephrase it because they don't understand it past just the definition they memorized. Um, or or they don't want you to understand because then they don't have power over you and they can't take advantage of you. Especially with like buying cars and stuff. Like if they feel like you don't know what you're talking about, they will just they will take advantage of you. They will give you a price that you could have gotten way less you know you could have got that car for way less but they think you don't know better or you don't know better and they know it and they will give you that higher price so that they can make more money and that's sort of just life so I learned like ask ask for clarification ask them to explain it ask why ask how ask when ask who ask and you just kind of have to learn to not be phased by the rolling of the eyes or the like I can't explain it to you any other way or whatever it is just don't just accept an answer because you feel like it's the only answer. Ask. If you don't understand, ask. And it's okay to not understand. And it's okay to be confused. Life is really confusing. And again, like I mentioned, no one actually knows what they're talking about. So everyone's going to ask a question at some point in their life. So it's okay if you do too. Number 13 is investing in yourself is so important. I this was sort of like my lesson of the year because I was going through an extreme identity crisis. I would say the last like four months of 2020 kind of throughout 2021 until I would say like September-ish. And I think for me, again, everyone's different, but for me that issue that I was having that like complete disconnect between self and um, sense of self that disconnect came from me not investing in myself so I wasn't taking the time to do what I needed to do to make myself feel the best so that can mean a lot of different things but for me a huge part of it was buying myself 
some new clothes and taking the time to do my hair every day and just sort of like dedicating more time and money to myself. I, of course, have the privilege of not having ties to a younger sibling or a child or anything like that or a family who needs help. Like I'm very blessed and privileged to sort of like I have full control over my money and my finances and like that's just where I'm at with my life right now and so I chose to take my sort of extra spending money and spend it on myself because I felt like I don't know I was just sort of wearing clothes from last phase of life if you know what I mean like I had I had matured and I had grown as a person but I was still wearing clothes from before I had matured and before I had grown as a person and I was wearing a lot of my girlfriend's clothes and I was not taking the time to do my hair or you know maybe putting on a little bit of makeup some days to make myself feel better like a billion different things I just wasn't taking the time and when I started to I completely found myself again when I tell you guys like I I like joked about it and I mentioned it but I don't think you guys know like how much I was struggling for a while. Like I did not know who I was. I didn't know what I liked to do. I didn't know what I believed. I didn't know what I wanted to wear. I didn't know who I, I literally didn't know who I was. And I didn't recognize myself in any clothing, in any style of hair, anywhere. I didn't know who I was and I felt disconnected from myself. And it took a lot of therapy and a lot of just investing in myself to find myself again. And now I can confidently say like I recognize myself again and I'm happy with myself and who I am and I'm confident in what I do and what I like to do and my interests and my hobbies and all that. And I'm a lot more self-assured. And that came from spending more time and in some cases money on myself. But it is important to note that investing in yourself doesn't just mean with money. Like it can absolutely mean time. It can absolutely mean taking 30 minutes to style your hair that you didn't do before. Or taking an hour every day to work out. Whatever it is, invest in yourself in whatever way you need. Because that in the end is going to make such a huge difference in your life and your happiness. And your mental health and your well-being and your ability to form relationships and friendships with others period (laughs) okay number 14 is life is expensive it really is um and I think I learned this the hard way as well like I don't know you you really think you really do think that you understand the world at like 18 19 um but I don't think you do until you are making a living for yourself and you are completely or almost completely financially independent from your parents or your family um and I think once you are you're kind of like shell-shocked because you realize there's so many like hidden like payments in life hidden bills in life that you don't know about I don't know maybe it was just me but like you feed yourself you pay your rent, you pay your utilities, you pay your Wi-Fi, you pay any like subscription TV, Netflix situations, you pay that, you pay for clothes, you pay for going out to eat, you pay for 
time with friends. Like if you're going and doing something with friends, you pay for gas, you pay for your car payment, you pay for insurance, you pay for it all. You pay for any wants, needs, anything. You pay for it. And a lot of people realize that a lot younger in life because of different circumstances that they have been presented in life. But for me, it was this past year. I really realized I was like, dang, like, (laughs) you know, you can make a lot of money, but you still just give a lot of money. Like you have no choice. Living is expensive. Even at the bare minimum, living is expensive. And yeah, I think no matter how much money you make, like you live up to, you know, you live within that boundary, but no matter what boundary you live in, life is expensive, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I learned that the hard way this year. Not the hard way, but sort of just learned it day to day. Like I had no choice but to learn it. You know what I mean? All right, number 15 is all a bad attitude does is bring you down. This is self-explanatory, but also so many people don't think like this. Like, for example, say you miss your flight. No matter what, you missed your damn flight. You know what I mean? Like, your bad attitude is not going to change the fact that you didn't get on that flight. It's not going to stop the plane from taking off without you. And it's not going to change the price of the flight that you have to buy after you miss your old flight. You know what I'm saying? Like, your bad attitude is just bringing you down or bringing others around you down. You, like, things are going to happen that you don't like. Bad things are going to happen to you. Like, annoying situations are going to happen to you. And that's life. And being grumpy or upset or pessimistic or just having a bad attitude, all it's going to do is put you in a bad mood, bring your energy and your vibes, sorry to say it, but your vibes down, like all it does is tear you down and bring you down and it only affects you. And of course those around you, but you know what I mean? Like literally it does nothing for you. You being so angry and annoyed about something doesn't change the reality of it. It just doesn't. If you really want something to change in your in your favor, you can't look at it negatively. And I'll talk about manifestation a little bit, but that's manifestation. If you're like talking negative all the time, all you're doing is bringing negative to yourself. And that's like the manifestation for dummies explanation, but you know, you know what I mean. Number 16 is change is scary, but so important to personal growth. So I sort of talked about this with like going outside your comfort zone, but like it is change is scary it is no one no one really wants change there are some people who like enjoy changes of scenery or things like that and I think that's really incredible and I really aspire to sort of be in that mindset um and that's like things that I'm working towards but change to me is scary and always has been I like comfort we all do I think and when change happens there's so many unknowns that you know, it's scary. You don't know what's to come and that's terrifying. We want to control our lives. We want to know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. But change is so important and crucial to personal growth. You cannot grow as a person if you're just sticking with the same old, same old, same old. And I think if you've ever moved out of your hometown, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because 
so many people like they are who they are their whole life and then they move out of their hometown and they become a whole new person and they can finally be the person that they've always been but couldn't be in their old surroundings in their old town with their own old lives you know change is good it's terrifying but it's good and it's it's necessary for personal growth all right number 17 It's okay to change your style, your hair, your interests, and your hobbies. Always, no matter what, no matter how many times, it's always okay. It's totally okay to change how you want to dress every week, every day, every hour. It's okay to change your hair however you want. You can cut it, you can shave it, you can grow it, you can curl it, you can straighten it, you can leave it natural. I don't care. You shouldn't care. Nobody should care. It's totally fine. You can do it whenever you want, however you want. It's okay to change your interests. It's okay to change your hobbies. It's okay to fall out of love with a sport, with a hobby, with a passion. It is okay. It is all okay. It is okay. Like, are you hearing me? Because it is so easy to sort of feel stuck with your identity or your sport or your hobby or your friend group. But you know what? You don't have to be stuck. The only person that's keeping you there is yourself. These are all tying back together, you know? Like you have full control over who you keep around in your life. I said that earlier. This is the same thing. You have full control over what you keep around in your life. You can change yourself, your wants, your needs, all of it every day for the rest of your life if you want to. That is your life and it is okay to explore. It's okay to be unsure. It's okay to want something different, you know? It is all okay to do, okay? Number 18 is the one that I keep touching upon. Uh, Manifestation is so real. It is so real. And I've experienced this time and time and time and time and time again in my life over and over again. An insane amount to the point where I cannot not believe it. (laughs) It, Me not believing in it would be so self-deprecating because I have fully manifested the life that I have now and I think that everybody has the same power the same ability and this law of attraction and it's so overdone everyone talks about it nowadays but I think it's I'm, I'm glad I don't think it's cliche I think it's so real I believe in it fully and um, I really suggest I think a really good starting point If you guys are like, what is manifestation? What's law of attraction? Like, I'm confused or I don't really believe in it. I really suggest you watch The Secret on Netflix. It's like really tacky. Like the movie or like the show, whatever, is like kind of cringy. And it's like, I don't even know. Like, it's like sort of a silly video, show, movie, whatever. But the message is there. And I think that's a really good starting point if you want to sort of work on that for yourself um there's a billion books there's so many people you can talk to about it but i really think that the secret is a really good place to start so i definitely recommend um and i know that a lot of you because i know people like this like it's nearly impossible to sort of change your mindset into believing manifestation and believing in the law of attraction um but changing that mindset is sort of like your your key to open the door into being able to do it so again not an expert at all but I definitely recommend watching The Secret um, or reading books about it whatever talking to people just really trying to believe it 
and just just play around with it and see what the heck you manifest because it is freaking wild i'll tell you that much all right we're getting there guys three more number 19 is a lot of people want to see you fail or don't have your best interest in mind it sucks and it's like such an annoying harsh reality but it's so true a lot of people genuinely don't either don't care to see you succeed or don't really want you to succeed and that could be coming from a place of jealousy a place of envy as we talked about a place of fear a lot of different places um but it's true and so that's another reason why you just got to rely on yourself you just got to believe in yourself have your own best interest in mind and that's that you know all right number 20 and this is like I can't say it loud enough (laughs) therapy saves lives therapy works therapy is a necessity I don't understand why therapy isn't more accessible still I don't understand why a lot of therapy isn't covered by insurance I don't get it I don't understand if I could change one thing in the world that's one of the first things I would do therapy is so important and it saves lives it is not always easy to find a good therapist firsthand like sometimes it takes a while and that's the most frustrating part but once you do it is so worth it therapy is so important and I think if you guys can try to go in person I know times are weird right now and there's a lot of more accessible options online and things like that but if I could recommend one thing it would be to go in person have that safe space have that scheduled in your week in your month whatever to have something to hold on to so that when you feel like you can't take it anymore and you feel like you're crumbling apart when you feel like you just can't do it you have that appointment next Thursday that you can wait to go to get to just hold on till Thursday and that's like the mindset sometimes when when things are really really bad you know you can at least make an appointment with your therapist or you know that you at least have that appointment next week or tomorrow whatever it is you need to go to therapy go to therapy when you're happy go to therapy when you're sad go to therapy when you're struggling and go to therapy when you're not therapy saves lives and makes your life so much better yes I'm biased because I'm about to get my bachelor's in psychology but also I mean it seriously get a therapist and number 21 the very last lesson that I learned in 2021 is being inspired by others is not the same as being jealous of others let me repeat that one being inspired by others is not the same as being jealous of others I think this is difficult with social media we are constantly seeing others and it's really easy to be jealous and like I mentioned envious and that those are not fun to feel but if you see somebody online and you're like whoa I really like their style try to change your mind to I want to be them and I'm upset that I'm not them change it to I love their style I'm gonna base my next outfit off of their outfit today that type of thing don't try to be them but take advice from them be inspired by them 
If you see them wearing this really cute outfit, don't be upset that you don't own that outfit. Instead, go in your closet the next day and be like, ooh, could I make an outfit like that? Like what in my closet could I use to make an outfit like that? Or mm, I really liked how she paired those shoes with those pants. I think I could do something similar with these pants and these shoes that I own. You know what I'm saying? It is, it's so natural to sort of look at others and be like, damn, like, I don't have that. But that is sort of just life. And there's always going to be someone with something better. And there's always going to be someone who's living what seems like the life that you want. But that that is life. You know what I mean? And a lot of times it's fake on social media. And so by being jealous and being envious, like I've mentioned earlier in this podcast, like that's just going to bring you down. So instead, look at it, change your mindset. Look at it as inspiring, as ideas, and sort of as a stepping stone, a guide. You know, like it's not that deep. Just because someone owns this outfit that you don't have that you want doesn't mean that you're any less of a person. There's no reason to be jealous of an outfit or be jealous of a person because they own an outfit. It's okay to be inspired by. It's okay to like be obsessed with an outfit and want it really bad. But if you can't get it for yourself or, and I'm just using it like clothes as like a stupid surface level example, but if you can't afford to get the outfit, then use it as a, as a framework. You know, if they're wearing a crop top and booty shorts and you don't have the same ones, find your own version of crop top and booty shorts. You know what I mean? And again, this is like surface level as surface level as it can be, but I think it's just like an easy to understand example, sort of. Um, So those are my, (laughs) that's what I learned. Those are my 21 things I learned in 2021. This episode was really long. I didn't expect it to be so long, but I am glad it is. I think it's a good comeback episode. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed and I hope you guys are excited to have this back. And I hope you guys are excited to see what's to come for Happy Human Club. Um, Yeah, overall, I'm just very excited to be back and to be recording this for you guys. So I hope you guys are just as happy as I am. As I mentioned um, at the beginning of this podcast, I'm going to just quickly plug my social medias again real quick. So you guys can find me at Mosca on all social medias except snapchat is s-o-p-h-e-r-r-r and if you guys are interested in my clothing brand you can find that at shop sunshark on instagram for now it'll probably change very soon but for now or www.shopsunshark.com and i think that's everything that i have for you guys i am so incredibly happy to be back and i can't wait to talk to you guys again in the next episode i don't know how frequently i'm gonna do this i really don't and i'm not gonna put pressure on myself because i've said from the beginning of this podcast this is a passion project and i don't want to force it so i'm not exactly sure when the next episode will be back we'll feel that out but for now i'm leaving you guys with this Happy New Year. I can't wait to see what 2022 brings me and brings all of you and brings us. So I love you all so much and I will see you, or no, I will talk to you in the next episode very soon. Bye.